I, I honestly don't even give a shit because I have Google at my fingertips anyway, but like, I just want to have the damn conversation. So to okay. start, introduce okay. yourself. Oh, see, you didn't even give me a heads up to even come up with an introduction for myself. Thanks a lot. Thanks a lot, friend. Okay. <laughs> so um, <clears throat> I'm Izzy. Izzy goes it on TikTok. And I'm a creator who likes to talk about topics that I think happen to be interesting sometimes that happens to be topics that relate to my culture. I'm a Haitian immigrant. And the reason why we ended up connecting is because you watched one of my most popular series on TikTok, which happens to be um, my series relating to the origin of the zombie um, and how like the modern day zombie it, like <laughs> borrowed um, is the nice way to say it, but the the, the right way to say it is uh, yeah. bastardize oh. the 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 the, uh, the original Haitian zombie. So, um, hi, hello, thank you for <laughs> thank you for doing this. We've been trying to do this for fucking literally fucking weeks. But um, <laughs> all right, so yeah, I so from my perspective, I'm scrolling wow. TikTok three in the mo- like two three in the morning. I don't even know when I hit you up. I think. It was like it was late. I think it was really funny because um, I get I get a lot of spam. Why is it? Why is every spammer on IG? Like every spammer is <laughs> on IG. So every now and then I'll get those requests, and I'm just like, all right, here we go. And I got this message, but but because because my page is well, the way it is on TikTok is like you have to either be friends with somebody to send them a message. So people have to go to my Instagram, which is linked to my TikTok to send me messages. So yes. every now and then it does happen that people will want to reach out to me to tell me something outside of my comments. So that that's why I actually open all of the messages just to make sure I catch some of them. But like when I saw the message from you, I was just like, is this spam? <laughs> I <laughs> felt I that vibe too. Like, oh, it seems legit. <laughs> I felt the vibe at first. You're like, stranger danger. Um, and I was like, no, I'm a, like, you know, this is a real thing. Um, I, w- I watched the videos and I didn't watch all of them, actually. I just watched like the the most popular one that came up. On mm-hmm. the, the one that actually went viral. Yeah. Which is like was- video number. Oh, my God. It's because, like I said, it's an actual series. Yeah. Um, I think I have a playlist on my page called Everything Zombie. Yep. And the the video that actually, the, actually in that series, there are two videos that went viral. The very first one, because I didn't set out to talk about the zombie. I, I'll talk about it in a minute. But the very first one, and then that one, that one, which um, happens to be called, like, um, which is when I actually get into talking about the myth, the lore, and the facts about the Haitian zombie. And um, Fucking and fascinating. <laughs> good, good. No, no, you, your perspective. keep telling me, go ahead. Okay. So from my perspective, the, okay. The video was talking about, I'm going to fuck this up, but the video was talking about how the zombie that we know, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, and the, I, I guess would, would it be like the whitewashed zombie? Is that the modern, I call it the modern, the modern. Zombie, and I think it's very important to call it that way. And I'll explain why later. Go ahead. Okay, so the modern zombie that I know uh, derives from has its roots. I think you said in 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 Haitian culture and West African. Yes. Okay. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so it's not 
necessary. There is lore, like you said, behind it, but there's also a real history of it. And that was fascinating to me because a, when you're terrified of fucking flesh eating zombies being a real (laughs) thing, and then you find out, well, wait, they are a real thing. And you, it was the story of the man that walked into the hospital and was like, hi, I died here. (laughs) And then was brought back to life. And in my head, I'm watching. And again, it's like two, three in the morning. I couldn't sleep. And I'm like, is this fucking real? Or is this like a story? And it turns out it's a, it's real, right? Real. Yeah. So, okay. So, so you go. Let's start from the beginning. Okay. So the reason why I say it's the modern day zombie, not white, whitewash zombie. And this is actually, that series is both a blessing and a curse. And (laughs) because when it went viral, it took me a month to do that entire series it took me weeks to research and then edit and then post and most of the pushback that I got was from people around the world arguing with me that this is incorrect because one of the claims I make is that the zombie is Haitian right and when I say that I am talking about the term zombie Zombie. it is a Haitian word okay it's now z-o-n-b-i yeah it's spelled z-o-n-b-i that's that that is or or there is a disambiguation for z-o-m-b-i that is the original term and that is ours although it does have its roots from west africa like it did come from slaves from west africa right so um so the term zombie is haitian but the modern day zombie that we know, which is the, 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 the undead creature that eats flesh and comes back. And, you know, that is an amalgamation of a lot of lore from all over the place, right? Because right. the modern day zombie is technically like the, especially from Hollywood, it's initially the, 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 the very first time it came on the screen, I believe, was in 1968. And that, remember, I, I tagged you. I'm not sure if you got the chance, had the chance to watch it. But um, it was from George Romero's um, Night of the Living Dead from 1968. And that was the very first horror movie that had, like, these cre- the, the very first prototype of what I call the modern-day zombie, which is... Uh, and he his creatures were supposed to be ghouls. Now, ghouls fall under the term of revenants because throughout the world if you're human you're gonna have different beasties that are undead so there are different names and different types of undead creatures right they all fall under the revenant the revenant umbrella and a ghoul is supposed to be kind of like a spirit i think that stays in the graveyard and munches on bodies so they went with that particular one because they were broke and they and they and they were working out of a hangar and they were like you know what if we could just make a set just in the hangar in a graveyard that would be great and then they were like you know what we're actually going to add some more stuff to it to make it more interesting so they added vampire rules that, you know, um, we're going to make sure that if you get bit by this thing, you can get infected, you die, you come back, and they like to eat flesh, and you have to shoot them in the head to kill them. So they made up this whole thing, but the whole time in the movie, they called it a ghoul. It wasn't until after the movie was released that for some reason, French movie critics, and if you don't know anything about Haiti, um we were a french colony 
Okay, yes. So some some more French subjugation for you right there. Um, for some reason, the French the the French critics when they got their hands on this movie, they loved it. It was the first horror movie of its kind that was really gory and violent. They loved it, and they called the creatures zombies. And by the time the reviews came back to America, one of the um, uh, movie critics at the time named Rex Reed went ahead and quoted one of their famous um, movie reviews back there. And he was the first American to call them zombies and people ran with it. And it's really funny because George Romero is very famously quoted back in the days. Like, what, what, do you, what do you mean? They're not zombies. Zombies, because at that time, we Hollywood had had a few movies that were based on the actual Haitian zombie, which is its own separate thing, which I'm going to go over. And he was just like, "That's zombies are those things from the Caribbean. These are not zombies. They're cool. But we were like, no, 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 no. Those are zombies. We love the zombies. And then it stuck. The It had a whole cult following. People were asking for more zombies. And he was like, are you about to give me the ka-ching for this? And he just ran with it. And that's it. History was made. And that's His it. very next movie, Zombies. Okay. And so now, now that's how we get to Walking Dead zombies. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. So this is why I'm telling you what what he, he harmlessly because a lot of people like to remove harm from George Romero because he did not call them zombies and and it is correct he did not call them zombies the first time, but during the second movie he did go with it and he knew what they were. He knew he, he was- knew. He knew what the zombies were, but he was just like, <laughs> I want the monies. And people are loving these zombies because people thought that they were these exotic new creatures. They loved it. And for some reason, I mean, I kind of get like zombies sound cooler than ghouls for some reason. So um, they just They're went with it. So, scarier for sure. Well, I mean, I'm saying like just the term zombie yeah. sounds cooler than saying ghoul anyways. Because I think, I think in the movie, they either call them ghouls or flesh biters. He, it didn't have the zest that it yes. needed. Exactly. So they just went with zombies later because people were in love with that term. So, and the reason why I even got, how, how did I get into this? My very first video, like I mentioned, that went viral is because, <laughs> by the way, I made this, I made this series over a year ago. And um, the very first video that went viral is because at the time I had a fellow creator of mine um, um, she's a um, fellow creator of mine. Um, she is a what am I trying to say? Like a she's piece. a mutual of mine. Sorry, she's a mutual of mine, and she she happens to be a practitioner. She's Haitian, and she's a practitioner. And there was this other cre- creator who happens to be white, who's also a practitioner. Who um, I'm so sorry, I I misgender them. It's um, they are them. Um. Oh. So yeah, so sorry. So Wait, is this the person that called your friend a big black something? Yes, exactly. So sorry. So no, um, no, no, don't be sorry. No, no, no. So yeah, so um I'm sorry. You know, I'm I'm still working on my pronouns. I'm sorry guys. But so my my mutual, um they that um they got into this whole beef on TikTok last year with this um practitioner who happens to be, you know, white American. And he made all of these videos 
like calling them out, telling them like, oh, you know, you just because you're Haitian, just because you're black, you don't own these practices. They're not yours. You know, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a practitioner. I have just as, as right, as many rights to them as this. It was like, it was vile. There was a lot of like really vile back and forth um, between the two of them. And that kind of blew up. And I made a video talking about how not only like, you know, the, the whole conflict was like, you know, um, addressing the whole conflict and, and the fact that, you know, in his videos, he used imagery from American Horror Story to talk about some of the laws from Vodou, which happens to be, you know, a, a religion. It's not just, it's an, it's an actual religion. Voodoo. Like, people think about it as like just magic or whatever. It's it's a religion. It's never treated as such, but um, people, people never give it like, people never give it the respect that they do for other religions. But, you know, I'm not a practitioner myself, but, you know, I understand that, you know, for people who practice it, you know, it is what it is. So, um, so I ended up making my video to point out that in his video, he uses a lot of iconography incorrectly because like in American Horror Story, like the, the, this, like the images that they were, they use were like for different laws, like they were mixing up images, whatever they were trying to, I made a video just pointing out that when it comes to Haitian culture, Hollywood has a history of just going like this, picking out what they like, what whatever looks cute. And for some reason, like even if they have the source material that could work with what they, they still switch it up for whatever they think looks more aesthetically pleasing or whatever. And they get it wrong almost a hundred percent of the time just to fit the narrative that they're trying to push. Yeah. And I gave this whole li- like list of like, you know, um, examples in popular culture of things that were based on Haitian culture, but that are completely, absolutely bastardized oh. from the original, including the modern day zombie that, you know, like, you know, what we're calling zombies now is nothing like the Haitian zombie. And that Which video- is the real that, that actually is a thing like that there there is has the word means something like you know right like, it has a whole history there's a, like and so and so after i made that video it went viral and people were like what, what, what do you mean what, that's tell me what, what i did it's <laughs> like well what do you mean the, 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 the there's a there's there's different types of zombies like what do you, tell me more like do they eat people do they people wanted to know more they're real I, like what like yeah wait there's different types of zombies and then i ended up making again like i think that playlist has maybe 14 videos where i go over the origins of like you know the the term where it came from from west africa all of these things i actually detail all these things i actually go over the vocabulary because a lot of times when you're having this conversation it's hard to have it on tiktok people do not have the, the 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 attention span to listen to me because the thing about it is the biggest thing, like I told you, that I get pushed back from is people's telling me that's not true. There's zombies everywhere. Like, the Haitians can't claim to be that they're the only ones who have zombies. And my and at this point, because it's been over a year now, what I say is like, okay, um, what country are you from? They'll tell me the country. I'm like, okay. And where you're from? What do you guys call the, the creature you're talking about? And they'll put in a name. I'm like, you see how that's not a zombie? <laughs> and I'm done with the conversation right there because the the whole point of this was to talk about the zombie. People have 
like I, I'm like I'm not denying that the concept of the undead exists over the world, but right. the zombie is Haitian, and I would like to maybe I don't know raise some awareness about what exactly the Haitian zombie is, which is which finally after like I don't know six or seven videos, finally you you got to the actual part of the Haitian zombie, which is the second video which went viral where I describe what exactly is a Haitian zombie. So when you're comparing it to the modern day zombie. Uh-huh. First of all, they're not undead. That's the first thing. Like they're not undead. They're regular, regular people who are who are poisoned. Um, and due to the poison, they're made to look dead. Poisoned. They are, huh? They're poisoned. They're poisoned. Okay. There are different methodology of of how to do it, but they're poisoned. Um, um, the poisoning um results in them looking dead. Um, and then, uh, or sometimes, I mean, hold on, it can go wrong. Like this, this, so the, the zombification process, like that was, I think the video right after the one that you saw is like, has multiple steps. So like the first one is the poisoning. So if you don't die from the poisoning, right, you know, you appear to be dead and you know, and you are buried. Once you're buried, the person who did the poisoning comes, um, digs you up. And this is real. This happens in real, like it has happened in real life. So to be again to be fair, this is what I've never I've never zombified somebody. I just want <laughs> let, 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 let me just hold on, hold on. Let, let me let me tell let, let me give, give a few disclaimers, okay? Uh-huh. Before before moving forward. Okay. I've personally never zombified someone. <laughs> I don't know any zombies personally. But I will tell you that in my own culture, we grew up knowing about zombies, right? Uh And just like in the video that you're talking about, that you saw, my mom, like, you know, like, you know, like, like knew about like the guy who came into the hospital talking about like, she worked at the hospital, right? She worked at the hospital and he had been declared dead and blah, 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 blah. So what I'm trying, and again, the reason why I chose to talk about, it was just as I was doing that series, I was telling her that I was doing the series and she was like, oh, it's interesting that you're talking about the zombie because she told me the story. I'm like, what? I have to include that story because that is an amazing story that gives, not only does it give you, like, because, you know, I think, like, I made sure that everything that I did in that series, like, you know, was based on, like, articles and things like that. But I also, I always feel like oral histories are just as important. People dismiss them. But it's nice to also have that component. So it was an amazing story. So um, I I was so happy that she, 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 she happened to, by coincidence, had been in proximity to, to this having happened and then the but but the reason i even chose to make that is because this is the the story of that man is the only document well at least at the time it was the only the first i'm sorry it was the first documented um case of zombification by the west the articles that i used were published by harvard university so if you want to come at me take it up with harvard okay like Let's hear, hear, hear the list of my resources. You can go check them out. You can say it's hearsay. That's fine. But I'm just presenting the facts to you. You don't have to say you believe or not, because like, I'm just telling you, this is what the people who did the research reported that was being told to them. So as I'm explaining the zombification process to you, I'm relating what I've read. 
So when right, you right. ask me, is this real? According to them, it is. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, but I'm saying, and you know what's funny? Even when I was making the video, <laughs> I remember, <laughs> I remember I told people in one of the videos, I said, I told people that, you know, I'm a Google scholar. So that means that I will get things wrong because, you know, I might not get like, you know, my, it depends on where my sources are coming from. Because again, I'm relying, I don't have firsthand sources. I'm not the actual researcher doing this. I'm relying on other people, right? Uh, even saying that I was a Google scholar, people were like, oh yeah, what, 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 what do you research? What, what is your, what is your PhD? And then I was just like, I was making a joke. I, I Google. That's Google what I mean. scholar. I look, I look things up. <laughs> like, that's what some I people mean. don't, like, some people don't even know how to do that though. Like, I was like, I, I mean, so, I mean, I have my own doctorate, but like, it has nothing to do with any of this. Like, that's completely separate. I am not an <laughs> anthropologist. I am not like, you know, I am, I am not a sociologist. I'm not just doing any of those things. Uh, you know, like that, that's my life separate from TikTok. It just so happens that I know how to look things up. So, but when I tell you so many people, oh, where do you research? What university? I'm like, Google. I'm like, is this kind of common term? The Google University of it? TikTok. I don't know what. That's exactly what. So Google okay. University. Okay. So now, so now, in so tell the story of the man because this is like okay. So so but but okay. So for the zombification process, you're poisoned, you're buried, you're dug up, you are um, sedated, and under and, and this person essentially takes advantage of you for an undetermined amount of time and that is the that is the zombification process so because basically it it it, it is a, a another type of endangerment in, in, in like you know people 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 liken it to like oh my god is this another type of like for like forced labor slavery i'm like you know what i mean you could call it that way you know because it is taking forcing somebody and submitting somebody into labor and say well yeah you could you could call it that and, and you know i remember when i was making that series that's actually the thing i was concerned the most about about having a lot of backlash about like people like about um people wanting to being upset that i was spreading this information and implying that, you know, Haitians were slavers and stuff like that. I was very worried that that might be the risk. When I tell you nobody made that point, nobody got to that point. Nobody made, like, nobody, nobody took it there. Like, nobody, everybody was arguing with me about, like, you know, oh, Jesus was a zombie. I'm like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I don't even Wow, that's actually an interesting concept, though, to say Jesus <laughs> was a zombie. Well, um, no, he died. <laughs> he, he, I mean, according to the book. If, if they're following that book, he died. He didn't so die. He, he straight up died, died. So, um, what's not- the point though? Like, what do you mean? Of zombification. So it doesn't, so, ben- it doesn't benefit the, z- the zombie, right? No. So, okay. So in, 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 we can start talking about Narcis because Narcis Calvius was the person who, like, my whole case study was about Jesus. Now I'm making it sound like I did. I did not do any research on this man. I was just relaying and stuff. But my video, it was a three-part video. And that was, it was focused around the story of Clairvius Narcissus, where basically he ended up, like, he was a controversial figure in his community. 
Um, he had some issues with some um, women and not, you know, taking care of his kids. And he ended up having a dispute with his, I believe, one of his brothers. And he stole one of his brother's inheritance. So the brother went to the Baba, which is um, a, I guess. Uh, like a shaman? That's how I. Yeah, but like, you know, how did I, I forgot the term I used. Because I tried to be respectful because, again, this is not my practice. I, uh, but like, you know, but like, you know, kind of like a, yeah, some, somebody who does like a sorcery sorcer- sorcer- type of person. Yes. So um, he went to a buckle and his brother commissioned him to be to become a zombie. So his brother had the buckle turn him into a zombie. So um, so for, from what I remember for witnesses is that so he was poisoned, um, went to the hospital. He was pronounced dead at the hospital, I believe, within the first 24 hours or, or either the first 24 or 72 hours. I can't remember. Um, and then he was dug up. Um, he, and then after that, the Boko took him to sugar plantations up in Northern Haiti, where he was working there for about two years. But then there was like a, this whole zombie revolt, like maybe like, you know, because they have to be maintained on this like, um, strict diet of like, like sedatives that keeps them all mild and stuff like that in order for them to stay under the control of the Boko. Right. So I guess somebody broke yeah, through no. or whatever it's a whole thing so somebody broke through and they had a revolt and they murked him like they had a whole <laughs> thing and whatever and um and he they they ran away like they they they, they 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 got freed of him and once they got freed of him because he knew that it was his brother who had him turned into a zombie he spent the next i believe the next 16 years kind of roaming around Haiti, like not being very afraid to go back home because he didn't want his brother to get to, to have, have have him murdered this time. To murk him. I think, so I think he only went back home when he heard that his brother died. So, and that's when like, you know, he reconnected with his sister and stuff like that. So, and at that time when he went back, that's when he actually became viral for, for the 1960s, you know, like people were like, wait, wait, wait. What do you mean you're alive? Like we have records, pictures. We buried you. (laughs) So yeah, he was the very first viral uh, zombie patient because he was his case was very well documented because he had gone to the hospital. They had um, a death certificate for him, pictures and everything, and he came back and funeral, everything. So so they had records. Like like stack on stack on stack. So this is why he he is right now, or at least at the time. I'm not sure if there's been other cases that have been documented as well as his have been. This is why he became the most famous zombie at the time. So and that's what this is why. Um, uh, um, the guy who ended up writing um, the book, The Serpent, The Rainbow, and ultimately the movie, which whatever. Um, sorry, <laughs> the um, he um, he was sent by Harvard to kind of look into it because you know they 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 wanted in they wanted to know about the formula of the zombie drug you know what I mean so quite a few people like went back they tried to get their hands on it because it, it was like a hidden secret whatever so a lot of different a lot of different entities tried to get their hands on it apparently 
some pharmaceutical companies did achieve some certain success with certain things that were able to kind of like like glean from it but supposedly nobody has gotten the formula i don't know if they have i didn't dig deep enough so if they get i'm moving to mars if they get (laughs) any ounce of that wait this is not the propaganda punk propaganda podcast okay (laughs) i will not like i as far as i know they they were not able to get their hands on it because it is it is a well kept secret. Um, the and the the guy who did tell um, the scientists who went over there and gave him all of the information, like apparently um, when he came back to the U.S. with the formula and stuff like that, most people said like he was a hack. That most of the active ingredients were, like wouldn't cause what they're expecting. A lot of people would say that you know. Um, it's essentially, it's essentially just poison and a lot of like psychological tactics. It's not an actual drug that does this. So there's been a lot of controversy from the research that he did and also with the, um, the drug that he claims did it. So there's been a lot of like back and forth with the scientific community on that one. So, um, but to me, it still, it didn't change the fact that it was, it was interesting how he, he ended up being at the center of like the international community because everybody wanted to know how did he, how is he alive? Yeah. Like, how did we do this? And can we get in on this? And again, as far as I know, they never found out, but most importantly, the the reason why I even took the time to even tell this whole story is because after finding out like, you know, how someone becomes a zombie, where the word zombie comes from, blah, blah. I wanted to know, why did we, because like, you know, because remember I told you my initial fear was that people would be um, concerned about like, why does this, why does, is this barbaric, like, like practice in the first place? Because like, this is practically, because um, this is um, trafficking, like it's, it's, it's kind of, it's yeah. another way to traffic people. So like, why is this even a thing? And um, it took me a little while to, it's, it's, it's funny how like the fascination with the actual zombification process is so much that there wasn't a lot of information about like the origin of the zombie. And, you know, and as you found out in one of my, I think in at least two of my videos, I made sure that I pointed out that the reason why the zombie even became a thing in our culture is because during slavery, it's always slavery time, always mm-hmm. during slavery times, when we were first brought onto the island, there was like we were just unaliving ourselves at a very, very high rate. So yeah, um one be- way yeah. one way that you know um they concocted to keep the slaves alive, like you know, not only did we come um um with a lot of our beliefs and practices from West Africa, um the um we, we kind of had something similar because um the the root word of the zombie it's it's talks it it's it's actually um it refers to like a, a spirit kind of thing but so they kind of like morphed like the beliefs a little bit to mean that you know that if you were you if you were an enslaved person and you were to take your life the curse that would befall upon you would be to be a zombie like in in to be a zombie for the rest of eternity and nothing slave zombie right like is it well a zombie like it's kind of redundant because you know if you're a zombie you if you're a zombie you're you have a master right see like my brain even still now that you you, because you're still thinking about the modern day zombie yes 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 yes. 
because that word is so ubiquitous with that, right? Yeah. So, so um, they 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 spread this this belief that if you were to take your own life, I, uh, that means that you would end up being stuck on the island forever as an, an undead slave. And most slaves at least look forward to when they they died, they would go back to London which is back home in Africa. Like they believe like, you know, they have their own version of paradise. So, and they didn't want to lose that. So they yeah. stayed alive, put up with the atrocities because they did not, for fear of being turned into, of being cursed into being a zombie. So, and as a result, like I may very well be the descendants of people who, kept on going because they didn't want to be a zombie so and that's why to me it's kind of like this is rooted in a lot a lot of black pain a lot of haitian pain so i think my my goal isn't necessarily to have people stop using the term zombie inappropriately or anything like that but at least to raise awareness about like the fact that this actually means something to us. It comes from somewhere. And Cultural. you know, the thing the thing with appropriation and erasure, right? Is that it, it, it that's um, with appropriation sometimes it is, is that it leads to erasure. And yeah. it leads to er- the erasure of millions of millions of people who went through something. Like the and, and you know, and the, and of course, like the definition of the zombie kind of evolved over time, like you know, because at first it was a curse and then it be, kind of became like something that you can do to somebody and stuff like that. But uh, like after that, but that was post-colonialism, but pre-colonialism, it was a tool that kept sla- enslaved people alive. And to me, I was just like, if I can share that piece of history, why not? Yeah, I mean it's it's already in most people already know the zombie like Hollywood's version. It doesn't hurt to at least also talk about the root of the of the actual zombie of the Haitian zombie. Even though like you know there could be a lot of like there should be a lot of discussions about like if those practices still happen, what can be done to stop them? I do not know the rates. I don't even know how I would even find that information. Right. That wasn't the goal that I would that I set out to. It was more so about like a lot of time. I think I remember I heard once. I'm not sure where on the internet somebody said it, everything is black. And honestly, so far, I'm coming yeah. to yeah. Let me tell you something. In my personal experience, if you dig, if you scratch, you dig far, look, yeah, look, back you, you you'll find that somewhat to be somewhat true. I, I I consider myself um a non-religious spiritual person. Um I don't fall under any denomination or anything like that. I think all like like you mentioned the voodoo religion, I'm mm-hmm. probably going to find a book to read up on it. Like you know what I mean? I'm I just find all religions except for like Catholicism and Christianity. I find them all fascinating. <laughs> Catholicism and Christianity in my opinion I find to be repulsive, but um, that's just because I grew up in the religion, but I consider myself a, a somebody who is spiritual and I have some practices that I do. And, and I think to myself, like how many of these practices are coming from, you know, um, African descent. And I would be willing to put money on it, money that a, I don't have and b this is me saying this ignorantly 
I'd be willing to put money that I don't have on the fact that most of my practices are rooted. They have their roots in, in, in African descent. Well, you know, I said what I said jokingly before, but, <laughs> but if you, again, I, I always like to do like, you know, a if, if, or, but let me tell you something. If we agree with yeah. most scientific studies saying that humanity evolved out of Africa, wouldn't that mean literally everything is black? Yeah. And that's literally. not controversial to say. <laughs> that's not, that's not, that's not. That's not a, uh, that's not even like a smart thing to say. If, <laughs> if that is the birthplace of humanity, again, if you dig deep enough, you will find roots back yeah. to Africa. Like you will. Yeah. That that's not even like it's not, it's not even that that much of a profound statement to make. Really. Right. Not so. anymore. If, if if you're open to that. I, idea which I feel like how can you not be when it's fact but there are people who are like that's not true <laughs> it's like okay sir okay okay Susan well I, I guess I guess oh, I can't stop myself it's because because one of my friends one of his favorite sayings is that words mean things right yeah so technically it's not a fact it's a theory right yeah and we've seen time and time again Every now and then, like some really rigorously tested theory has has been disproved over time. It's happened. But there are some things that by now we're like, okay, we're pretty sure that this one is not going anywhere. Like because right. even something like the like gravity, till this day, it's still the theory, theory of gravity. But if you still think gravity doesn't work, I challenge you to get on the roof and jump. See what happens. <laughs> I'm just saying there are certain That's things. Test your luck, baby. <laughs> Test your luck. Do your own research. I I highly encourage people to exercise their science, their own scientific experiments. But it's more like I think it's a vocabulary is important because it it, it gives us nuance about a lot of things. So this happens to be like you know in sociology and anthropology, this happens to be a theory that the birth of humanity was from Africa so so when people say that I'm like sure I guess it could be something else I, but your, your version though is um, what, feel, the alternative you're telling me is like the, the what is it is the bible is what estimated to be what 6,000 years old yeah, something like that it's, it's, yeah. okay well I'm pretty sure they we could do some testing and see there were people here before six we've done tests people before that so I'm, I'm I love say, I even, love the idea. When when I heard well, it, like everything comes from Africa, I'm like, yes, that makes so much sense. I love it. But it's true because the thing about it is kind of like you know you can have a theory too, but it's like just like you can say that you don't trust our theory, we can test out your theory as well, and we can show you again. There's evidence that shows there are people pre Bible times. So what what do you want to do with that? Right. So I think, and I think this conversation too, like there are probably so I would be willing to bet that most people listening or watching this podcast right now had no idea where this and never even thought to question the origin of the zombie and how the modern day zombie as we know it and what the real, what I would say is the real zombie 
are the original zombies. The original. At this point, at this point, think about it this way. I believe the the zombie, the Haitian version, was introduced to Hollywood, I believe, in 1918. There was a book called The Magic Island that was published in the US. They loved it. They ate that, that shit. They ate that shit up. But and then I think the first movie that was made about the Haitian zombie was in 1932. And even then, they did not do it. The, the Haitian zombie, they did the white zombie, which right. is they took white people and turned them into zombies. But that's neither here nor there. Right. But, <laughs> but, but I'm, what I'm trying to say is that, so if you take that into consideration, zombies have been floating around Hollywood for close to 100 years. So at this point, they have become their own thing and you know and i and and it if you understand how language works you understand that it flows and that different things will meet different and this is why etymology is important like root words all those things are important and also history we have we are allergic to history we are living in a moment where nobody wants to know the history of anything and everybody thinks like it's it is what it is now it's never been anything else i don't want to hear about it because this is the thing that I know now. You shut your mouth and you're like. But who, it's too, it's too ugly for people, I think. Um, especially, I mean, when you're going, not to, not to make it a white and black thing or European and non-European, right? But um, it, is, though. <laughs> it, it, it absolutely is when you're the oppressor, <laughs> the predator, the oppressor. You don't want to hear about your own shit. And um, I don't know if I sent you this book. I think I might have. You, might, I, you, you did send me the link to something. I did, and, right? So, and, you know, and even that statement. So, and, and, you know, and we'll do a quick segue because remember I told you. And this, this time we, 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 are, we are on the record now. <laughs> right? I, was, I was just like, you know what? I, I've always said that, you know, I, am, I feel like I'm not educated enough to make certain remarks. But I will tell you this. Even when, first of all, I understand the discomfort that race talks bring up. Because, you know, guess what? As a black person, I am not immune to that discomfort. It's very uncomfortable. I think it's funny that people who, who like, when two people are having that conversation, a lot of people feel very uncomfortable and getting upset because they're like, well, what you want me to, what do you want me to do? My ancestor did this, but I didn't do this. It's like, okay, well, you know, you're upset and you're uncomfortable. You don't think it's upsetting and uncomfortable for me, the person who's talking to you about it? Like, I don't want to talk to you about it. I'd rather we're doing something else. That's number one. But also, I think, like, language is important because, like, it's important that you just said, for example, you said that, you know, um, you're the oppressor or stuff. I don't know. So, And this is why I feel like maybe I do not have enough information, but I feel like identifying with being the oppressor if you ask me and this is just like just regular logic thing i'm not sure if that's useful or if that's accurate we are part right now we inherited a system that was created by people hundreds of years ago right so you are descendants of those people right and benefiting because of the way that the system is is set up you woke you were born benefiting from privileges you did nothing to earn those and i was born like feel like having those things against me again and i did nothing to earn that right so and we all 
uphold the system right now, right? We all participate in it because we're all trapped within the system. So unless you are actively um, uh, making laws that, that, that worsen things, um, you're part of certain organizations that we, we shall not name that uphold these oppressive practices or you're actively harming certain marginalized communities. To me, I always find it odd when people self-refer to themselves as, why, why, do you, why would you say that you're the oppressor? Right. Unless there's something about you that I don't know. No. See, that's, you're right. As an individual Tory, I'm not. You know, I tried to educate you myself. contribute to it. Yes. Contribute to it because, like, for example, like you mentioned, well, I'm not sure if we you can, can talk I'm about an, it. I'm an open book. You can say anything. Okay. So but what I'm trying to say is, like, you know, you may contribute to it by, for example, as somebody who has privilege. If you've seen certain interactions and you didn't speak up or you allow people in your personal space who you know knowingly cause harm to others with their ideologies like you may part you can you participate in in it that way so if you can say like you know i contribute to it but like i don't know i think it's it's, it is an interesting thing this is i think this is another reason why people also get like like i think there's also a book called white rages i think a lot of it the reason why people get very upset and very defensive is because a lot of times it's because they are actively participating that they're upset because yeah. otherwise your language and your behavior will be very different because I happen to have, oh, um, I have a few um, friends who happen to be white and they just listen. They just listen and they don't necessarily identify with an oppressor. They understand how they play a part in the system and they do their own research, but they will never come to me and say, woe is me. Uh, I feel sorry that I'm a white person. Um, I'm so sorry that, I'm doing this or my people are doing that. They understand that they are individuals within a group and they do their best. And they also know, I also know that they have family members who feel certain ways. And one of the problems is that they will probably never choose me over that, those people. And I, and that's part of what makes it hard having these types of friendships because you kind of know, like there's a limit to how much that person will be there for you. That sucks. It does suck, but that is the reality, though. That is the reality, because, like, they love you. They want to be there for you. They're going to support you. But if it comes down to you or them, you're not going to be chosen. And this is another reason why sometimes I don't understand when people say, oh, you know, people of color, black people specifically hate white people. It's not hate. It's self-protection. Because again, even the people who are allies, they have their limits. And again, that's not even a white thing. That's a human thing. Yes. Most people will only offer you what, what they, what they can offer you without it, without like, they will offer you in anything that they're not losing. Yeah, they're not altruistic at, by any means. Like, it's not going to be altruistic. Like, if, if, as long as I'm not losing anything, I will offer you my protection. I will offer you my allyship. I will offer you, you know, comfort and things like that. But the second I have to choose, the second I have to give up something, and honestly, I get it. I'm not saying it's okay, but I'm saying I get it. See, and, and, I'm not, and I'm not sure if that's a, maybe I shouldn't be saying that, but I'm saying like, I no. feel, I feel like sometimes, 
I feel like people forget the human component in all of these systems. Yeah, I think I think that there's there right. I here's my perspective. Okay. Okay. Because, and this is maybe like again, this may be a very uh, dialed in individual perspective because of my own experience. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to my family, like you and I have spoken outside of this podcast, obviously I've told you some things. Um, <laughs> and obviously if you're a watcher or listener of this podcast, you, you also probably know the, the gist I've spoken about it on this podcast that I've had issues with family members, um, specifically actually, because I, out I express my backing for black lives matter and, um, I got into a fight with some family members because of it. Literally on Facebook, all I posted, I swear to you, Izzy, all I posted was Black Lives Matter. (laughs) That was it. That was my post. And it started a shit storm. And so from my perspective, I've gone a year, a year and a half without speaking to people simply because of that because like because of the disagreements so if it came down to it and let's say you and I became really really close friends mm-hmm. and my family members weren't uh not that they would what am I trying to say if if I got into that argument and mm-hmm. it came up I would have no issues being like but again I can recognize that the reason why I said was more selfish than anything. Now that I'm thinking about it, it was because I was, they started attacking me as a person. I was about to say, I, I was even actually going to follow you up with, I have my own story. Like for example, um, 2020 was a real eye opener. I not only, I mean, not only was it an eye opener, it was epiphany after epiphany and revelation after revelation. So I've got, I've, I've had three periods of my life. Because remember, um, I come from a very mostly homogene, uh, homogeneous population. Uh, in Haiti, it's it's predominantly black, right? You know, there's colorism there, but it's but we're all black, okay? So when I moved to the to the states, and you know, you can let me know for short for time. So when I moved to the states um, at 13, racism wasn't even on my radar. Okay, and I moved, and I I went to a predominantly white school, and as I was learning and assimilating into the system, I was told by the people in my environment that this was a post-racial world, and that racism was not real, and that African Americans in this country were the problem, and that most of the things, most of their woes, most of the things that they struggled with was because of their own misfortunes, that they were lazy, blah, 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 blah. Like the list goes on. Violent, okay? yeah. All of that stuff. And, and you know, and I, I bought into it because I was just like, why would these people lie to me, right? So I lived for like the first 10 years thinking of how unfortunate it is that, you know, they can't just see outside of themselves. Because again, I was again in mostly predominant, predominantly white um, environments. And then I had my first un- unveiling where I started listening to podcasts. This is why I feel like I'm really happy to be here. Cause I think podcasts are very important because I not only, cause you may feel very threatened with a TV show or anything like that, but if you're just listening, 
I think because listening is such an important skill. <laughs> it's so important. Like if you just, a lot of times, if you're willing to listen to a podcast, you're already in a state of mind that you, 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 you're sitting down and you're willing to listen. And yeah. that's already amazing. You're, you've already, you're already doing something that Taking most people are not doing. Yeah, then you're already, yeah, you're already there. So, and if you're listening to podcasts that are outside of the realm of things you usually experience, that's even better. And at the time, I had no, absolutely no black American friends, none. And I remember one of my friends recommended this funny podcast um, called The Read. And I remember I, it was supposed to be just funny. So I started listening to it and they started slowly talking about social issues and within, and I listened to the whole thing. And after like listening to about a year's worth, I was just like, nobody's ever told me about any of this. And as I was listening, I was just like, oh, this happened to me. And this happened to me. And it was like, oh, this whole time during that 10 years, I, the whole time, I remember I had this ongoing joke with my friends about how unlucky I was. That no matter how good I was and how careful I was, the second, the second I would like step, deviate outside of the line, I would get slammed by the book every single time when everybody around me like that never happened to them. Like, like, like the, the repercussions never happened to anybody except me. And it's so crazy, right? I'm yeah, so yeah. unlucky. Never occurred to me that it was more than just bad and luck. So, so, so that, that was my first, that was my, I was just like, oh my God. So that was the first, that, that was the first revelation. And then in 2020, learning more about the history in this country, all of the atrocities that were done in this country that are con- that continue to be done in this country, and not only to just to black people but other people of color. Just it was just because because of TikTok. TikTok did an amazing thing where I was able to follow a bunch of people from a lot of different backgrounds and learn a lot of different histories. Where I couldn't say that I don't know anymore, and yeah. I say all of this to say that last year I ended. A, a 14 year friendship and this person I thought would be my best friend to the day I died I really did and did we have issues in our friendship we did we did like the friendship wasn't perfect she was kind of very self-centered a little bit but I knew she loved me there was a lot of love there but her stance on LGBTQ issues like she had a lot, like the, the transphobia was insane. Like mm-hmm. I knew the homophobia was bad, but the transphobia was insane. And, and, and because there's been a lot of trans visibility, almost every conversation we would have, she would just be going off about how upset she was about this and that. And every single time I'd be trying to make her see, and she'd just be like, I just don't understand why it has to be such a big thing, blah, blah, blah. Until I literally had, I had to have a friendship breakup with her. And I am very cognizant that when that happened, um, the reason why it happened is because I also think that personally, growth-wise, we were at a point that we had grown apart enough that it was easier for me to walk away from. But I had also, I had too much information for me to feel like I can no longer allow access to myself with with so much like it it was willful ignorance yes regardless of what i said it didn't matter 
she just was just she, she just wouldn't hear about it and this and that and you know she was in and even though like you know she had her own issues with the with, with, with the with the with the church she was raised in the church and like listen that vitriol was there it was very deeply rooted and stuff like that so so I made that choice and everybody around me called me out was just like, this is your best friend. For, are you really, she didn't do anything to you. How could you do this? But I'm like, this is my choice because I feel like, like, you know how there's that saying is like, if you don't stand for anything, you'll fall for anything. Yeah. Like, I feel like I made the decision in 2021 that there are certain principles that I'm going to abide by. And one of them is if you do not have certain core principles, I'm not fucking with you, period, full stop. I'm <laughs> no. just not. You can do Go whatever off. you want to do. You can do whatever you want to do, but you're not going to have access to me anymore. Yeah. So I cut her off. Do you know how many people would do that? Not that many. No. But I also don't, th- I also don't think that, um, I, I say this, I, I don't want you to think, I don't think that I am a hero. I think like there were other things in our friendship that also got me to that point. But almost everybody when they heard the story they were just like so hold on hold on hold on so she didn't do anything to you <laughs> no it's like you you caught off a 14 year friendship over other people you don't know I'm like yes most people are not gonna do that well and you that know what is, it is it's true though beyond and it's honestly i mean yes the race issue it's a fucking issue and like we have to stop acting like it's it's not. And by we, I mean really white people. <laughs> like like how you say, you know, when you try to educate people or explain to them, once you wake up to certain realities and you try to educate the sleeping people about the realities and those people are given hard evidence and facts and they're still like, well, no, because no, you're like, you have to, you, there's what, what more can you do? You have to just, oh, wash my hands. Yeah. You know that video that I, I posted, um, um, that you messaged me about, I feel, I feel like she said it beautifully. You remember the one that she was talking about? Like, there's a difference between having been, um, told to be kind, having been told to not be racist. There's a difference between being told and having actually been taught to not be racist because being having been taught to not be racist means that you have a discernible set of skills and tools that teaches you how to dismantle a lot of these things yeah. and most people don't have those tools it's an like, understanding yeah yeah so like you know and, and, and i'm still learning because you know again oh. as an immigrant remember i was taught these things too i was like i was i literally had a person sit me down go down the list of all of the, like, you know, minorities and what their stereotypes was. That was my experience as a person who did not speak English, who didn't know anything about America. I had somebody sit me down over lunch. This was in high school. Tell me about um, Hispanics, Blacks. Like, tell me what the racial slurs are. I had to learn. I had a crash course in racism. Like, that was my experience coming here. Because, and you know, this is what's funny about, like, racism because it's like what people say doesn't exist but when you have somebody who knows nothing about it they still have and 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 you you don't know how these things work 
they still took the time to explain it to me. So it's kind of like, if it doesn't exist, how come I have to have that crash course? Right. Why is that still relevant till this day? Because like, you know, why did I need that? But, but so I'm still, I'm still working on it. And I'm also at this point where, um, personally in my own journey, I'm no, there are certain topics that I personally, I'm not equipped or I, I have no interest in, um, I'm not interested in educating people anymore because I'm not interested in arguing with you. It's not I'm your not, job I'm, either. I'm not interested in educating people. Um, I'll have conversations all day long, but I'm not interested in educating people. And I'm also in a place of, there's a lot of anger here. And I think there used to be, I used to ascribe a lot to respectability politics because as an immigrant, you buy into that hard. Most immigrants, will they will tell you you're one of the good ones because you follow respectability politics. So I'm still kind of like unlearning that myself. And one of the big ones about respectability politics is being a black woman who is loud. Like the worst thing you can be if you're a black woman is if you're loud and if you speak a certain way. Yeah. And people always liked me because I was very amiable. I never really spoke above a certain tone and I sound like this. And I'm working with that because after learning as much as I've learned in the past year, I have so much anger. But again, I understand that that anger is, I can't direct it at the people who, again, like you said, like you guys are descendants of those people. What, what flares up that anger is when people say it's not that big of a deal or it's not about race yeah. or oh my God, this and this. It's like the gaslighting continues and it's like, Yes. You know, it's, 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 it's infuriating and it's like you, you try not to take it out on people. So that's where I'm at in my own growth. I feel like, you know, there will be a point where I've, um, I'm, you know, the five stages of grief because I, yes. I'm grieving all of this because I was living, I was happy. I'm not going to lie to you. Those 10 years, even though I was, I, I was very unlucky. I was happy thinking that I was just like everybody else. Now I know I'm not. And you that know, broke like, my heart you're to the, think that when I walk in somewhere, the first thing somebody sees is my skin. That that wasn't, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't think, like when I thought of like, you know, when I think of Izzy, who is Izzy? Black wasn't the first thing I thought about. I thought about funny. Um, do this. Like when interest. I describe myself, like, you know what I'm trying to say? But yeah. it's like now I've had to, it's like upset this box that was given to me of like blackness, what it means to be black and put all that armor on. And I'm, I'm angry that I have to do all of this. And I'm, I'm angry for y'all as well. Right. But I'm angry that there are people that would rather you live the way you were living for the 10 years. Like, you know, um, there are people who are, probably listening to this maybe thinking like well what's wrong with her thinking that she's unlucky maybe she just she is unlucky like even still hearing this saying that that makes me fucking oh my god there's oh, no- oh i'm sure i'm you know what's funny they i remember and this is the, it's funny that you say this because for a long time when i would say that i'm unlucky people would be like Okay, you're exaggerating, right? And then I would have, I was like, okay, all right, let me bring out the list. And about 10 stories deep, people would be like, Jesus Christ, woman, 
Really? Okay, this is insane. Like, you, enough. I believe you. This is crazy. So, uh, and, and I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm, I'm, so, I'm so tired of telling these stories. First of all, I don't do that anymore. For, I don't tell people I'm unlucky anymore, and I don't tell people these stories anymore because I'm not trying to, I'm not seeking validation anymore because now I know what it is. No, yeah. But I will tell you, though, this is what makes this so insidious. It's because the way that the, the, the system is set up right now is the indoctrination happened to everyone. Everyone, regardless of your color, like it happened to everyone. The veil was put on everybody's eyes in order to keep everybody calm. And when you, and when you, re, and when you start seeing beyond the veil and you're trying to tell other people, you sound like a crazy person. Yeah. You sound like a crazy person and you do sound like, oh my God, you're being so extra right now. I yeah. used to be that person. I remember like being the person like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. I'm the crazy person. <laughs> You know, like I, I, it, it is crazy to now that I'm on the other side. I kind of wish I remembered more of my mentality before to see what I could say to convince somebody because I wasn't convinced over one conversation. It was a progressive thing. Like I told you, I listened to that one podcast. I listened to three years worth of that podcast before I was just like, wow, that's three years worth of material. Who's going to? I keep thinking about if that didn't happen the way it happened, I would have been the way I was. It would have just been. And then you would have been used, not to make it political, but you would have been used as the token black person. Oh, absolutely. Look at her. She's, she's, she's successful. Right. She's a first generation person. She has her doctorate. She's a professional. She's a doctor. She's she's doing it, and she doesn't believe these things. And she's, she's black. She's happy, you know. Like, yeah. You know, like yeah, that would have been absolute. Listen, I would have I would have been Candace Owens, a hundred percent. Right. Although, although to be fair, to be fair, um, I feel like there's been a lot of conversation back and forth about Candace about like whether or not she's unaware. I think she's about the bag. Let's. I, I'm not. She's sure. about that money. I don't think she believes half the things she says. She's no. trying to get paid. Um, she, she knows what she's doing. Listen, listen, by the way, um, please, 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 please don't listen to me about any political things. I'm not informed enough. This is just from what I've, from what I've surmised, I think, but I, I am not, I do not claim to be educated enough to make any kind of claims about Miss Owens. Okay? Who the fuck am I? I'm just a lesbian <laughs> in New York, you know, I don't, <laughs> but you know, and that, but the, you see, but that's the thing I feel personally too many people are way too comfortable making certain claims. Personally, I'm not. I like to make claims after I feel comfortable enough. Then yeah. I'm like, I've, I've looked into it enough. I feel like I have enough of a background to be like, yeah, no, <laughs> I don't, no, that's not, that's not going to be it. I don't, that doesn't look right. I feel pretty confident because the thing about it is I'm, I'm also like very, like anti-confrontational. I don't like to have confrontations, especially if I don't know what I'm talking about. Because yeah. the thing about it is, if you present a well-built enough argument, I'm gonna be like, well, true. Right. I don't know. That's a. I've never understood why so many people are so afraid to say that they don't know. To me, there's nothing shameful about it. And I say it often. And that's yeah. how I learn. That's right. how I learn. That's how I grow. Right. I don't know. 
I, I you think you always knew you'll never grow. Right. No. And that's it. You know, like I consider myself a very opinionated person. <laughs> and so like you take that approach and I'm just like, I'm a fucking say what's on my mind. And this is what I believe. And then like somebody will present me an argument and I'll be like, fuck, now I got to go look that up because I didn't come in fully prepared. That's me. Very impulsive with my mouth. But um, I'm not afraid to be like, well, you know what? I don't know enough. Like I've been in plenty of political debates with like family members where I'm like, I can't really speak on that because I don't, I truly don't know enough. And I'd be willing to, again, going back to the money I don't have, I'd be willing to bet the money I don't have that you fucking don't know enough either. (laughs) Oh, that's, that's the worst part too, because a lot of times, and this is something I'm also trying to unlearn. I'm, I'm assuming people are approaching things in good faith. It's it's a problem for me. A lot of times, I know it's a real big problem because a lot of times people will argue you to the death and they don't know. They don't know, but they will argue you until the end of days. Like this is how it's supposed to be. Blah, 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 blah. So this is why I feel like this is why, like, again, this one friend that I keep referencing to of course he's a lawyer but he's like this is why you're 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 doing the arguments wrong when somebody tells you this and this you don't say you don't do your counter argument you ask them more information about their argument like oh that's interesting try to unpack their like yeah exactly where did you get that from yeah why do you believe that and blah blah and i'm like you see that sounds good and well but it's like if if i'm emotional or if i'm upset about what they're saying maybe i'm not thinking about that for me a lot of times especially if you already push my buttons for me i just don't want to have the conversation anymore because i'm just like you know what i don't know why this is wrong i just know it's wrong i don't have (laughs) any counter arguments right now the vibe is off (laughs) it's like this is not right this is not right (laughs) but but i've one thing to me probably the most crazy thing i think anybody can say is that that didn't happen. I'm always fascinated by how many people, and I'm, and I'm sorry to say, in my personal experience, it's always been, you know, non-melanated people who feel very comfortable saying that doesn't that never happen. happen. Yeah, that doesn't or happen. That, like, that never, that either that never happened or that doesn't happen. And I'm just confused. Well, I'm like, based on what? Right. Like, what? what uh, well, you get you get into the conspiracy theory side of things too with and I've again I've witnessed my family do it plenty of times where um even with like critical race theory you know like this is a true story I'm sorry dad if you're watching but like my niece is gonna be seven years old in July and she's very androgynous as a woman my sister's also gay so she has two parents one that looks like dresses like me um and so nobody pushed it onto her but she just feels more comfortable dressing masculine and we're just like everybody you know it's just like live your life so she gets bullied at school by kids who were raised a different way you shouldn't have two moms you shouldn't dress like a boy this and that so she's depressed at as at six years old this kid is fucking depressed saying things so we had to take her to a psychologist um and I love how I say we I'm like her third mom that's why we had to you know we had to like find a specialist for her um and I'm telling my father about it and he goes 
his immediate reaction was, what are they teaching her in school? Are they teaching her critical race theory? I'm like, what the, I started screaming. What in <laughs> God's name does that have to do? To do with anything. <laughs> he, and then he brings up, it's critical race theory. Then he brings up trans people. Like, like everything goes back to trans people. And like, right now it's insane that everything for people like that, it, it, why are they the boogeyman right now? This is bizarre. I don't fucking know. I really don't. I don't. The, the, with this fucking Uvalde shooter, there's people out there who, I don't know if you've seen videos, but they've purposely taken a trans androgynous creator who looks like the shooter and they've taken pictures of this creator in like dresses and they've made um, compilations saying that it's because the shooter was trans that he started shooting children in the schools when it's really two different people. And the person who they took the pictures of, I'm not articulating this very well, but the person who they took the pictures of um, and like said, oh, this is the shooter came out and he's like, I'm not the, these are pictures of me. I'm not the shooter. I.e. I'm here. I'm alive. I'm not dead. That's how I know that like, like I'm not the shooter. Right. I exist. I'm still here. Right. They didn't kill me. So and that's me. Like two different people, but they're trying to really But the point that I'm trying to bring forth is that that you're so far on this one it's not even a right or left thing. You're just so far into this ideology that when your six-year-old granddaughter is depressed, your first thought, your first that line of defense. So what? Yeah, I love saying like, that. That is so sad for your niece. Yeah. And also for your dad, too. Because yeah. the thing was, like, that this would have been an opportunity for him to be supportive and being there. Like, you know, like everybody's missing out when he, like, these, all of these ideologies hurt everybody. Right. Not only not only the people who are being marginalized, you know, I mean, clearly they hurt those people the most. Right. But like, especially because, like, the, you know, they have the highest, you know, uh, like murder rates right now. But like, I'm saying, like, clearly them most first, right? But it also hurts everybody else, like, just like you know, with your niece and also with him. It's 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 unfortunate, really. Yeah. And <sighs> I know. I don't even. Again, I don't know how we got here, but. I, I, I was I was gonna tell you something. I was thinking, you know, it's funny. So okay, I think I was thinking about. Oh, she's six. Oh, she's so. Oh, she has so much. So so long to go. I always think about like for me. I've always been. I'm not even sure. Do we still use the word tomboy? Because I feel like I grew up as a tomboy, like from get go. Mm-hmm. All right, and you know, and I'm I'm a bit of a you know. Um, Oh my God! What was the word that my friend? I have a mutual who used that. <laughs> my mutual used that word the other day, and I was just like, I need to start using that as part of my vocabulary. What did he say? Um. Oh, I can't remember. But basically, just that you know, you are um a a, a respectable like like undercover hoe or something. Whatever. <laughs> what I'm trying to say is that you know um. Clothes ain't stopping nothing, you know. Right. If, there's a, if there's a if there's a sausage that I'm pursuing, I'm gobbling. Do you understand? So what right. I'm trying to say, like, I don't understand why people are so focused on like your presentation. That's just what I I prefer. I like the androgynous look. So I actually prefer, sometimes 
like the masculine look. I like it. I'm attracted to it. Like, it's, it's like, there's a, and this is why for me, I actually thought it was helpful when I started learning more about the difference between uh, sexuality as well as gender identity. They're not the same. It's like, but it was just like, yeah. Like, to me, that's actually helpful because it helps you know about yourself. What was wrong with knowing more about who you are and helps you navigate through the murky waters of all of that BS? Yeah. So to me, I, most of my life growing up, and it, it doesn't help that I'm bald now, people have <laughs> always thought, like, you're, you're, you're on the other side. I'm like, listen, I'm not saying no to the right woman, but I am <laughs> telling you, I am telling you um, right now, you know, we love the oh, dick. <laughs> so far, you know, strictly dickly, you know, but, <laughs> but, but, but I'm also, this, and this is the thing. This is what I'm saying. Like, uh, and, and like, I, I, I just know that I never know. I never yeah. know. I, Cause I, I, I can't, I, I, I've been attracted to women before. So what I'm trying to say is like, I understand that even sexuality is on a spectrum. Yeah. So, like, again, with the right person, I can see it happening because it's not just about the physical when it comes to that stuff. So, like, but, like, we're talking about a six-year-old. None of that is important. But I was just saying, like, I was very happy wearing my boy clothes. Right. And, it, and it's unfortunate that your niece doesn't have hands because I used to duke them out <laughs> at school. I did. Like, I was, the, you know, I'm sorry to say this, but, like, from first to like fourth grade I guess I was but see even then I guess you could say that I was the school bully but I was the school bully <laughs> with a purpose let me explain real quick because the thing about it like is the like the vigilante I up, like I beat up so many boys back in the day but <laughs> it was like the boys that were not acting right okay because like I, I actually literally literally became known as like you know like like almost kind of like the, the the godmother like the girls would come to me so and so said so and so or so and so push I'm like got it you don't worry about it like <laughs> I'll take care of it and I would just beat them up you know and what's funny because like you know I only gave out beatings like you know with like morality involved the boys were cool with me too I was cool with everybody they're like yeah you know we we really fucked up <laughs> yeah exactly they're like you know what if, if you're getting beat up by easy you probably had it coming you know what I'm saying because <laughs> I was like at that time I was bigger than all the other boys so I would just beat them up but then like you know like like I think like fourth in the fourth or fifth grade I came back from the summer and all the boys were bigger than me and I got my ass handed to me the first couple of weeks of school and I was just like you know what I feel like I have a good enough record I'm gonna put my dukes down but like you know and again, focus on my listen just focus on other things because this is I, I'd like to keep my teeth I've already lost all my baby teeth I think I, I've had too many L's in like one week like I got I got my ass handed to me like that whole week so I and and I'm not saying that violence is the solution but sometimes violence will help you I'm not like this is a horrible stance for me to make. <laughs> not <laughs> officially. Not officially, but I'm just let me tell you something. The thing about like when it comes to bullies, they respect strength. They do. Yeah. Because a lot of times they 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 they're dealing with their own issues and also like they're they are cowards themselves. Yeah. And if they know that you can take care of yourself, they're not messing with you. Nope. So nope. Parents can do a lot, but a lot of times, like, unless, like, the kid, unfortunately, either has to change 
the way they look or they have to put up with it or you gotta put your dudes up like th- that seems it's it's unfortunate that that seems to be the way it is did you ever experience bullying oh my god i'll send you uh, oh okay I, I did a whole podcast episode actually i think it was like a three-part podcast episode um i was oh no badly i was like physically uh abused oh and, and it's sad because and i talked about this in the episode but um i was verbally and physically abused and like um depressed and suicidal and all of that and it turns out both of my bullies are now dead from drug overdoses both of them um so it just you know and I talked about that how it just goes to show how it's kind of just a full circle thing that not to say that you know give the bullies a break or anything like that but it's more but they were going through something too that they were just taking it out on you yeah Yeah. I was just the target and I think that's why it's so important to fucking have conversations with people you know just like like the one we're having now um about like educate educating people on the histories of certain things but also as individuals speaking about where we're at in our lives. I feel like, yeah, I had, I hate, I grew up hating these two people. If I ever saw them or heard about them, it was like a, you fucking piece of shit type of thing to now having empathy and sympathy for whatever it was they were going through when they were doing what they were doing to me, you know, with your niece, is it a group of kids who are doing this or just one or two? Do you know? It's um, one or two and they're boys. And the common denominator, I hate to say, is um, a certain leaning of uh, ideology is, uh, is the common. Because I was going to say, like, is it possible to have an open dialogue with those parents? I'm like, oh, well, you never know. <laughs> like, you, but hold on, hold on, no, we laugh. Again, to me, it's like the only thing that they can say is no. Right? Right. So I, especially like if, if I had a kid involved, which, but I'm just saying like it, but if I, if I did I have a kid involved, like, you know, at, at least I'd try, you know, just to have the conversation for the sake of the kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think one of the parents at the very least, they were notified and they were mortified when they found out. But at the same time, where is the six-year-old getting these ideas? Yeah. You know, I think it's, it comes down to more. Yeah, you're mortified that it came out to the forefront. Yeah, you're mortified that it leaked out. You're mortified right. that people you're know not... what you're saying behind closed right. doors. Right, right, yeah. Like, yeah. it's okay. I'm sure, like, where did they hear this? We know where they heard it, you know, and we know we see you now. But, um, yeah, I think I think it's it comes down to discussing the shit and and having the conversations and learning. Like it's really perpetual learning that that needs to take place and there are too many people that are just okay with what they think they know. Um like I would have been com- I I would have been completely fine in my life not never learning about 
zombies and like the original like where like because you didn't know you didn't know what you didn't know right right i would have been completely fine could have gone my entire life like all right cool zombies right this is why this is why i'm telling you i think tiktok can be a force for so much good because um there's so many people in there and you can learn through so many different lenses however comma (laughs) There was a, I feel like in 2020 specifically, because we had a common like enemy, which was the pandemic. Yeah. Like there was a feeling of community and everybody was kind of sharing and everybody was willing to teach others and learn from others. It was a beautiful time. Were you on TikTok at that time? It was a beautiful moment for a little while, for about six or seven months, everybody was, was willing to talk. Now yeah. we're back to screaming at each other. I feel like, I honestly, now TikTok is feeling very much Facebook-ish lately. Yeah, Everybody's screaming, nobody's listening, and it's unfortunate. And it's unfortunate because in my lifetime, I had never seen so many people willing to listen, willing to learn, and all that's gone. And yeah. it's just like, damn! It's crazy. how to revert so quickly? I was just about, yeah, how quickly we forget, you know? Like, it's like, we're all in this together. Yeah. And then, like... It's like fuck you, you piece of shit. Like exactly, yep, yep. Yeah, we're back yep. to square one, and I don't know if it's you know human nature. It, it feels like it's it, at this point, it's human nature for us to just. Oh no, yeah, you already know my stance on that. What did I say? I forgot, like you know exactly what I told you. I feel like to me, and you know, this is the nihilist in me a little bit, but you know what? I personally feel like you know at base level, we all suck. We, all suck. we <laughs> yeah. do. Personally, I feel we like, we but we have the capability and probably and should strive to do better. Yeah, but we all suck at our base level. Yeah, we're and all so that, this is which is which is why like we all we start right here. We all suck. All of us. Nobody's excluded. All of us suck. And then some of us put in the work because I do think it takes effort to not be a crappy person. It does now. Now, I do think it also takes effort to be a hateful person. So, like, there's a line here. So, you know, you, it takes effort to be a good person. It also takes effort to be a hateful person. So, yes. you can stay in the middle and just be crappy. You know, <laughs> if you want, just mind your business. Just do what you do, right? That's fine. If that if that is the vocation for you, fine, you know, Viacon, whatever you believe in. But I, I try. I do my best because Same. this is where I feel better. And you know what? I try and I consider my level of trying to not even be that much trying, really. You know what I mean? Um, but I do agree. Yeah, we all pretty much suck. It's like a video game. You start. Yeah, all... that's when you start. That's a starting point right yeah. there. Yeah, right. you got to start at suck. And then what are you going to do with that suck? You know, I could have easily came across your video even and been like oh there she goes talking about slavery it always goes back to slavery Slavery. you know i've spoken to so many white people who are like well slavery happened like however many years ago you know they're not slaves anymore like literally recently had a conversation with somebody and inside i was cringing outwardly i was like "Mm -hmm. okay Mm -hmm. okay like you know she could tell in my face that i was disagreeing but like (laughs) Um, but, but that's like a common consensus. So like, what are you going to do 
with the information you're given. I think that's the fucking most important part. You know what I mean? Like, are you going to just dismiss it? Are you going to um, obsess over it and like learn as much as you can? What are you going to do with it? And how are you going to sh- show others that this sort of shit exists? I guarantee you there is nobody listening to this right now who who even knows the original zombies. <laughs> Well, they could be. You you never know. Maybe maybe the, uh, maybe they did see the viral video. That that's possible. Right. So right. I will I will give you two takeaways because I feel like we probably went over the one hour point at this right. point. <laughs> so um, I'll tell you two things. Um, the first thing I was thinking about is man, I've already forgotten my first point. So I'm gonna go to my second point. <laughs> I always think it's funny. I've completely forgotten my first point. Damn, I was like, well, it wasn't gonna be a good one too. But um. Oh, I'll, I'll come back to my first one. I'll, I'll wrap up with my first one. My, I'll go up to my second one because I have it fired up. I always think it's really funny when people say, oh my God, slavery happened so long ago. Who cares, right? And I think it's really funny because if I were to tell that same person, like, you know, oh, I remember how you're telling me, like, you know, you have anxiety because of the trauma you had when you were young, like I said, and, you're, and you know, they'd be like, yeah. I was like, you know, be like, well, it happened a long time ago. Like, why are you still talking about it? Like, they'd be like, what the, what's wrong with you? Like, like that, that impacts me that, that like what happened to me when I was younger, like impacts how I am now. Right. And I'm like, oh, so you see how the past affects the present. Oh, okay, fine. You don't like that example because you know, it involves you. Okay, fine. I'll be, I'll use another example. Okay. So let's think about a house. If you're building a house, if you had a shitty contractor who did not lay the, the the foundation properly and stuff like that and still build your house and you walked in and your foot is like going through the floor and stuff like that like oh, what what I'm trying to say is that nothing happens in a vacuum and to believe that everything does like whatever happens happens and it didn't affect if you've never either heard of the butterfly effect or seen the Ashton Kutcher movie honestly I'm concerned that you might be stupid just a little bit because I don't think you understand how time works yeah. or how life works. We're all Everything is related. Everything is connected. Anything that happened before impacts and influence what happened here before. We had to put down the flooring before we put we put up the the walls, the roof. Like you think you, if they put the roof before they put the floor, like that, that makes no sense. You know what I'm trying to say? So I right. always think like. It's even, it's not even that deep to rebuff any of those kind of statements. I'm just like, oh my god. Anyways, but that's on. that was my response. <laughs> it's just like really like, like it's not it's not you don't even have to be that bright to understand like object permanence. You know, most three or four year olds get that they understand that when an object is there, like it, it's actually there. Like you know, you know how they used to play peekaboo and like oh ah, they but even, <laughs> eventually they're gonna stop. It's gonna stop working. I'm like oh yeah yeah I, I get it. Like, it's there. I, I understand. It not go anywhere. So, uh, like you know, you might need to look up object permanence. You might understand. Look up how time works. All these things because I'm, I'm concerned about you, Bestie. So that's number one. And number two, I was just gonna say is like in something that we talked about in um on Instagram is that you know if you are a person who dis- who's a descendant of colonizers, right? And by the way, in America, this happens to be white people. It varies across the world right but you know since we're in america you know we're talking about that but if you are a descendant of i think one of the things that's the most important is to 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 understand that how 
that history impacted the world that you live in. But be careful to this whole concept of white guilt is not beneficial to you, to your mental health, or to POCs. Because God forbid you approach a person of color telling them, I feel so bad. I hate white people. I this and that. Because you are approaching a person who is actively in a system that is harming them. And you are essentially looking for somebody to make you feel better, to pat you on the back, to tell you it's okay. You're one of the good ones. It's like, it's, it's, it's literally not about you because again, unless you're actively participating in it, and we talked about that earlier, you're doing these laws, you're, you're upholding these laws or you're actively harming people. It's literally not about you. Right. It's not about you. What you can't do. It's not about you. The only thing that you can do is you understand how you contribute to it and how you um, benefit from it. And because you have the color for the protection, what can I do to help? Yeah. How can I be there for you? White guilt is bullshit and is actually another tool to perpetuate oppression. So yeah. I understand you think that feeling guilty makes you a good person that you feeling guilty and having empathy are not the same because feeling guilty it makes it about you please yeah. don't make it you please don't and, and this applies to any other marginalized community if a person who is part of the lgbtq community comes to you and you're like oh i've heard so much about the gays and what they're going through i'm so sorry i'm so sorry i just this person please don't make it about you they're going through some stuff right now please stop talking and listen to them listen to them yeah. they need shelter please listen Listen, it's, what can you do and just be helpful? I've reached out to a lot of, um, uh, like I'm on black, I'm all over black talk. You know, I, I support a lot of black creators. I listen, I comment when I feel like it's necessary. Like there are certain things I'm like, well, I shouldn't really be speaking on that, you know, whatever. And I've reached out to, um, a couple of black creators and I, you know, I, I said, I was like, what can somebody like me do? And she was like, that, that's it. You reaching out to me asking, what can I do is literally enough. And even if it's just creating a space where you're listening, like, like I'm allowing somebody the space to speak on their experience without any input, without any, like, I hate myself (laughs) type of shit. Like that's, that's enough, you know, but you always, you know. I always feel like I should be doing. Be that. careful about that. Even that one, I think that's a. I think that's a good thing. Depending on the creator, some yeah. creators actually market themselves as like the teachers. They're here to teach and stuff like that. If they're not, please don't just reach out to a person of color and ask them what should I do. I heard what happened, Trayvon. Like, what should I do? Please don't <laughs> do that. Please don't do that. If because there, they, there is literally. Um, you can look for those creators who, who are actively doing that, that, um, that stuff like that. Like, please don't make the onus on the person of color to again teach you what you should be doing. doing. There's books that you can look, you literally can Google it. And some of them have videos where they have research. I mean, I mean, they have videos and playlists of like, this is what you should read. 
Like, you know, I think one of the big ones that they talk about often is white rage. And, and the list goes down on books that you can do to self-educate. And then you can join certain organizations and help that way. But to just randomly reach out to black creators who maybe might be talking about something that involves black trauma. And you're like, oh, my God, what can I do? What should I it's not always the right thing to do. Now, I don't think it's wrong to ask if it's like, if there's an open dialogue, like I think most people will be like, you know, but just be careful, like to, even with that, like I yeah. think it, there has to be some side of, some sort of discernment to see like, is this the right person to be asking? Like for yeah. example, you know consciously, that's what he does. Education is elevation. If you were to ask somebody like that, that's fine. That's what he does. He teaches yeah. people. He would be like, yes, let's talk about that. It was a um, random person. Like, you know, no. please, please don't do that. Don't come on their comments and be like, oh my God, I feel so sorry. Please tell me, what can I do? How can I Please direct you? me. No, don't do that. Please don't do that. It was um, Voodoo Bay. Have you ever heard of her? That sounds, that sounds really familiar. I'll send you some of her videos. Okay. Okay. Cool. The, the specific video was basically, she was debating about how um, it, it's been scientifically proven that um, Europeans lack empathy uh, for, like, I guess, like, like genetically lack empathy. That sounds familiar. I, I might have seen that video. Yeah, and I saw that, and I was like, "That sucks." What can I do then, like, as a white <laughs> person, to like not lack empathy? Like, I don't want to lack empathy. And she was like, read this. Like she said, that was the book that she was. You see, okay. You see, okay. That's a perfect video to reach out. Okay. So you see context is important, right? Remember we talked about discernment. Context is important. That's a great video to reach out on. But if like, let's say somebody was talking about some kind of massacre or something. And then like, you know, and because I see it in the comments. I see it in the comments, like, you know, that, you know, the U.S. government, like, murdered this entire town, killed, like, thousands of people because of nothing. And then people are like, oh, my God, what should I do? I'm so sorry. I'm white. Ma'am, <laughs> do you not see people breathing here? Read the room. Read the room. This is I, not the time. This is not the time. You see what I'm trying to say? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. I feel like in this, it doesn't even have to be a black thing. It's It's literally... Anything you know, yeah. I mean, can you imagine if somebody made a video about like you know the shooting in Texas and somebody's like, Oh my god, I'm so sorry, you know, I live in Germany, but I want to learn more about gun control. Like, what should I do? Where should I go? People are like, Get the fuck out of here, what are you talking about? <laughs> and again, I feel like sometimes common sense is dead, bro. That's all I gotta say. Common yeah. sense, sometimes it's just like, it just takes a little bit, just a little bit, just think about it before you, before you post. Reread what you just said. Like, just reread yeah. and think about it. Like, if this was your video, how would you feel if this person left it? Oh. Okay, so um, I'm in I'm in therapy, right? Okay. And I've had I had a therapist say to me, it was actually my mother's therapist, but you know, um, think before you you say things, think before you do things, and there's an acronym. It's is it thoughtful? Is it honest? Is it informative? Is it, what's the end? Nice? I don't, I think it's, is it, I got to think of what the end is. And K, is it, um, oh man, what's N and K? I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> but it's like, you have to make sure that before you're saying things, you're like, 
thinking about these things, you know? Does this make sense to fucking say this right now? Or, you know? Nobody's doing that on the internet. No. You and I, we've been creators on the internet. You know, when people are, like, posting comments, they're just dumping on this. It's just, it's just, it's just, like, like, it's just caca jetting all over the comments. Like, <laughs> nobody, nobody cares. They're just posting whatever the hell. You know, like, I, and I do have to go in a little bit, but, like, listen, like, like, that video that the first video that you saw do you know how many people sometimes and even like outside of all of the negative comments that people will be like so i'm confused is he dead but like how did he come back and i'm like but did you watch the video <laughs> but like like how many seconds in are you leaving this comment because it's like, <laughs> like you know and it's funny but and, and did it, he did he die bitch <laughs> like did you watch the video did you because that, that's my first question to you did you watch the video because i feel like i answered that question multiple times in the video so you know what's funny i'm actually thinking about merging over to um youtube and i actually have um a youtube link on my on my page that is absolutely empty has absolutely nothing in it but i've known that the type of content that i make is <laughs> TikTok is not my audience, but I've persevered anyways, just because um, I feel like uh, I I have this very toxic relationship with TikTok. And it's it when I started posting on TikTok, I didn't expect that I'd continue making content. It was the first place that I posted something in it, and then I found out I had the passion for it. So and I kept posting. So um, I've been meaning to make this transition over to YouTube and um, haven't done it yet, but um, the link is there, so hopefully I will be doing that soon. But um, any advice to from jumping over from TikTok to over to YouTube? Well, okay, don't uh, my advice: don't abandon TikTok. Use it. TikTok is incredible as a funnel to bring people. I like the experience. I have a hundred k on TikTok, right? I have 200 followers on Instagram. Fuck Instagram. For some reason, <laughs> it doesn't translate. That place is crazy. I yeah. don't know how to grow on there. Yeah, no, it's it's honestly same. Like, I don't even know how I did. I think I just hit it at the sweet spot because okay. now it, it's slowed for sure. Um, okay. I actually might even be losing followers on Instagram. I don't care. Like, fuck Instagram, genuinely. <laughs> okay. What you want to do is the way you use Instagram is reels whatever you're posting i think you do this though whatever you post on tiktok take it you post post it as a reel on instagram and then like just put the right hashtags and you'll end up on like a discovery page because t- instagram instagram is trying to be like tiktok how um, do you figure out what's the right hashtags everybody always says it but put the right hashtag because for me i always put hashtags about what the video is about perfect apparently is, is that not what the way the way people do it no that's perfect and okay. then think of like trending topics around what you you're there's always something else that people don't tell you yeah like, you know I, how do I, how do i know what a trending topic is um okay so in your hmm okay you know what maybe 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 this is not the way to end this, All right, but, well. <laughs> but, yeah, but but i will i will say like the point i was trying to make is that my adventure on TikTok has been fraught with a lot of struggles from day one. And it's funny how, like, you know, recently I went over 100K and that should have been 
a celebration because I've been on TikTok for over two years, but it's like the entire time I've been on TikTok, I've had to drastically change my comments at different periods of time in order for to, uh, for the algorithm to allow people to see my content. Because initially, I did start out as a page that I posted social commentary. And very quickly, it just, my, my page died. And then after that, because I literally couldn't get any views, I started making like this fantasy series, this original fantasy series, where I was talking about things that were going on in the world in TikTok through the lens of fantasy. So I did this series, an 11-episode series, that was talking about everything that was going on. People loved it. TikTok hated it. I had to stop. And then I switched my format again. I kept switching, switching until finally, like, I feel like my creativity and everything has kind of been diluted. And at this point, at 100K, different people have followed me for different things, depending on the videos that went viral. And if if you ask people, what is her page about? Chaos. That's what my page is about. <laughs> I, I have no idea because I'm 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 constantly struggling between what I want to talk about and changing my format so that I can be seen. So even yeah. at a hundred K, I still don't have high visibility. So hopefully it's, it's tough. Uh, with 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 my excursion over to YouTube, that will help, but we'll see. Well, either way, and this is where we, we can wrap it up. Okay. I'm going to leave your TikTok. Um, I'm going to leave the video that I came across. And then okay. if you want, give me the link to your YouTube. And the, that's empty. <laughs> the, the empty link. Fuck it. If y'all want to follow her, follow her for her future videos. Because I'm sure the way you put videos together, by the way, is chef's kiss. Um, Like I was watching your videos like yesterday or even today. And I'm like, these are really put together. Like they're nicely. So you're going to get good content. If you follow her, you want to know what's sad. That video was a year ago. I changed my format after that too, because I realized that when I made, cause those videos were like each, those videos were like three minutes each. Right. Yeah. TikTok doesn't like long videos. I know. So I had to change my format again. And it's funny that one of the, it's, it, I, first of all, thank you so much for that comment. Cause it, again, it took me so long to make those videos. It's interesting that so many people kept telling me this was to me, my peak editing era. People kept telling me this was put together so well. It so nice. actually felt like a TikTok documentary yes. and people loved it. Yep. And yet like right after that, I continued in that vein, zero views. I was just like, damn, I had to change again. If so, you put those on YouTube, chef's kiss. You think so? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Well, maybe I will. Because it's, it's just like, I miss it. It, it. It's a labor of love. Because let me tell you something. I've been on TikTok for two years. Have made zero dollars the entire time. The entire time. Zero dollars on TikTok. I'm not monetized. Because everybody, like within my own circle and in the black community knows that if you're struggling with views, getting monetized is the worst thing that you can do because it's going to absolutely kill your page. So oh, I've, yeah. never, I've never joined the creator fund and that. I've, I've never gotten any kind of sponsorship deal or anything. So I've never made a dollar from you guys. So all of this I did for free just because I love telling a good story. And you so, do tell it, you do tell it well. Enough to be enough to be here, you know. Like I come across so many people on my for you page. Uh, 
I don't want to say I'm selective, but not everybody makes me want to jump in their DMs. So, (laughs) and honestly, to me, probably the biggest compliment you paid me because I remember my goal with my page when I started was I want to start a conversation, which is, which seems so silly and so small, but it's even that's been really hard to do because a lot of times, like I told you, people don't watch the whole video. And a lot of times people are just not interested. They're just not interested in what I have to say or the topic at hand. But to me, that is like, you know, if you ever want to know what my page is about and, or at least what my philosophy with content making is, I want to start a conversation and this is why I'm, and I'm, and I like telling good stories, period, full stop. Yeah. And you do. And seriously, thank you for letting me (laughs) take up all of your fucking time. (laughs) Yeah. I'm pretty sure my mom is going to yell at me because she's like, you said you were going to be going to (laughs) know. So I'm going to blame it all on you, by the way. This you can. Totally. Like 100% your fault because yeah, yeah, you yeah. I had a really good time and clearly you see, like, if I'm enjoying myself, this is what I've always said, like, if I'm having a good conversation, you got to cut me off. I, I like <laughs> you got you to gotta cut me off. I like to talk. So I'm the same way. I didn't talk over you. I, 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 I hope, I hope this was, a, you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. So thoroughly, I never, when I do these, like I said, an hour, normally it is an hour. Um, we've been here for two and no! <laughs> I could, I could do this. Like we, I'm telling you, you're going to be back. I'm having you back. <laughs> okay. And, I, and I'll make sure that if I do come back and we're probably gonna, I know what we're going to forehand you. I'm going to be prepared though. No, I'm going to be prepared though. I don't know. So make sure you're prepared too. I'll be prepared too. I, I need you to match, to, to, to match my offer. We'll vibe out on what, what, you know. We'll exactly. Vibe. Exactly. So I'll make sure that next time, no, because I, as much as I think we should, we should kiki and, you know, talk shit as much as we want. But I also think it's important if you have that platform where people are listening, it's also good to educate them as well. So if we can give them good information, we should. Yeah, absolutely. I can't wait to have you back. Oh, thank you. (laughs) It was nice to officially meet you. I know. Likewise. Thank you so much. And thank you for watching you guys. Hopefully you'll follow all of my things in the links below. Yes. (laughs) Have a good one. Bye. Bye.